Hey guys, welcome back to On the Couch with Ask Nanny Q. On this episode, we're going to talk about schedules. I get a lot of emails on how to put my baby on a schedule. She's two days old and I need a schedule. Parents, remember this. These babies just got here. So that schedule that you are trying to force upon this one, two week old, it's not going to work. They just learn who you are. They don't really know you. To the, to them, you are a blog in front of their face. <laughs> but you want them to eat, poop, go to sleep when you say so, wake up when you say so. And half of you guys still don't know how to do that in your adults. Mm-hmm. So give it some time. I get a lot of parents that are rushing a schedule. No, take your time. The schedule will come. Now, so far, I'm sleeping during the night. I normally start my babies at around six to eight months, six to eight weeks um, with sleeping through the night. And it takes time and a schedule. You can't just think, oh, I'm going to try it tonight and by Friday it's going to work. Baby, it's going to be two months later. You're going to be like, oh my God, why is this not working? Because you have to stay consistent. You can't just be like, oh, tonight I'm going to put you in your room and I'm going to let you self-soothe and you got it. And then the child says, oh, this what you're doing? Okay, bet. It's been 20 minutes. I'm going to still cry. Yep, I'm going to still cry because I know you're going to come pick me up mm-hmm. and I'm going to keep crying. I'm going to keep crying. And you're like, oh, my God, it's been seven minutes and 62 seconds. And my baby is still crying. I'm going to go get him. Some parents let it go longer. Some parents just be like, look, you got to learn how to do it to each his own. I'm not going to tell you what to do. But my rule of thumb, if you fed. You've been changed. We've had bath time. We've done a book or two. And it's time to go to bed. And you get upset because you want to be cuddled and stuff. I'll cuddle you for a few minutes. But then I'm going to let you know it's time to go to sleep, sweetheart. And I'm going to lay you on your bed. And I'm going to walk out. I remember I did a video about self-soothing. And this other lady duetted my video and sent it to her mom group on TikTok or Facebook or whatever. And the people were like, I hate Nanny Q. She said self-soothe. Every child is different. I allow my grandson to self-soothe. Yeah, I said it. And those people were like, oh my God. Oh, sorry, (laughs) y'all. Those people were like, oh my God, I can't believe she did that. Or she would say something like that. Yes. My grandson self-soothes. Uh-huh. From six months. As soon as you get upstairs in grandma's house, grandma will see you bright and early in the morning. But during the night, I don't come upstairs. That's that's it. And those people were so mad. I can't believe you let your child cry, your grandchild cry. How rude and how mean are you? Just put the baby in bed. No. My grandson has never slept with me. I am not big on co-sleeping. Um, just for the simple fact that I feel like parents that co-sleep, 
are neglecting their child. And here's why. You can roll over on that child. That child can roll out of that bed. If you don't have the proper things in the bed with you to co-sleep, please do not do it. I am not a fan of it at all. I fully feel that every child should have their own sleeping area. And I know some parents are like, oh, I don't have a room for the baby. You might not have a room, but you can obviously get a bassinet. You can come up with some kind of sleeping standard that that child isn't up under you while you're asleep. Please look up and look at the studies of parents who have rolled over on their kids in their sleep. It is not safe at all to have these babies in the room. I mean, in the bed with you. In the room, yeah, you can have them in the room. But put them in a bassinet, put them anywhere, but please do not sleep with the babies in the bed with you. And I have a lot of parents that are like, oh, well, I breastfeed, so it's, it's what's easy for me. No, that's a cop-out excuse. And this is me personally. And this is how I nanny Q feel. The reason why I say it's a cop-out excuse is because instead of prioritizing your day to make sure that you are having the help that you need, you rather say, I put the baby in the bed to co-sleep, to breastfeed because I'm too tired to get up. That is a selfish thinking. Think about it. A lot of us have help. And this is for the people that have help. They have someone in the home with them to help them but they micromanage everybody around them that nobody wants to help because this is my child, do it my way. No, if the father is asking you, do you need help? Can I help you with something? And you feel that it should be done your way and only your way, that is not right. That is why you are tired. That is why that child is in the bed with you. And I ain't arguing with nobody. I said what I said. <laughs> it is what it is. Your opinion is your opinion. And you can't convince me any kind of way because I'm entitled to how I feel. I feel once you have this child, it is time to get out of that selfishness of I got to do what I got to do to get my sleep. No. You have to make sure that this child understands, hey, this is your sleeping area. We're going to have to come up with a good schedule so me and you both can get some sleep. But I understand that you are new and I have to teach you how to do this. And it might take me six, eight, nine, 12 weeks, but I'm going to do it and we're going to try it together and we're going to come up with our own little plan. I might lose some sleep, but this is why I have support and I allow other people to come in to help me so I can get that sleep. We're not trying to be super mom and do everything by ourselves because that's what we got to do. No, that's a decision that you made. And I know a lot of people are like, no, nah, he just changed. No, you knew who he was. Um, I am very big on taking accountability. Be accountable for who you procreated with, co-creator with. Make sure that you take accountability for that. And a lot of people, he changed. I When I first met him, he was this way. He was that way. How long did you know him? Did you see him in every area of his life? That's happy, that's sad, that's rich, that's poor, that's mad, that's glad. Make sure you're taking accountability for everything. When you say, this is why I do X, Y, Z. Because a lot of times it just be excuses that I hear. No one has ever said, you know what? This is what's happening. 
I feel like I'm the only person that can take care of my child because this is my child. Yeah, his father is in the house. Yeah, his dad is here. But I don't want him to help with this because I don't trust him. Because I have a problem trusting him with my child. Be truthful. Find out what the root of that problem is so you can be healthy for your child. Find out why you don't allow other people to help you. That's the only way actually having a schedule is going to work is that everybody's on the same page. It's not just that this is how I want to do it. That's not how it goes. A lot of parents feel that it's their way or no way. If I, if we don't do it this way, it can't be done. No, you have to make sure that you're compromising. Hey, so I would like for the child to be in the bed by this time. That way me and you can do this X, Y, Z. Or if you can bring the child home by this time so we can get bed done and they can be asleep so me and my spouse can X, Y, Z. You want to make sure that every time you are respecting each other. This isn't just a one-sided thing when we are doing a schedule. If you know another parent doesn't get off to 7 a.m., don't start their schedule at 7 to get the kids. Allow them to come home at least get a nap. I know you've been at home all night with them kids, but y'all will sleep most of that time. Allow them to at least start at noon. That way you got noon to whatever time they leave to do what you need to do. Get that nap in. You know, if you guys are having extra activities around the house, you're making sure that both of you guys are doing it. So Monday, Tuesday, dad, you might have to wash, fold, and clean up while mom takes some time to herself for self-care. Wednesday and Thursday, mom might be your days while dad takes his time for self-care. And his self-care might be going to play basketball. His self-care might be playing the game at home all day. But he's entitled to that. Just like you're entitled to go do what you need to do for your self-care. That way, when we start doing schedules, your schedule is in there too. This isn't just about the child. This is about the child and the parents. Hey, so bam, we got breakfast at this time. We got lunch. We got dinner. This is what we're doing. Let's make a schedule what we want for dinner this week. It helps out big time, I promise you. Something that I used to do when my kids were little, I got everything together for the week on Sunday. I uh, purchased the uh, shoe racks that you put in your closet, and I took uh, four of them. My son had two, my daughter had two, so we had shoes and outfit, underwear, undershirts, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Normally, we chilling, we ain't doing much. So with everything being in order, um, it made it easier during the week. Nobody had to get up to think about what they were wearing. All the clothes was, everything was earned and put up on Sunday. Um, I had snacks uh, in the pantry, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, breakfast, and lunch and a snack before dinner. Um, in my pantry, what I end up buying was like a um, what was it? Like a jewelry organizer, and I hung it in the pantry, and I put snacks in there. Excuse me. So everybody got like two bags of chips, two something, and two juices. That was your after school snack, your morning snack was whatever you decided you wanted to put in there. However, when I went grocery shopping, that was also scheduled with me and the kids. So they could get what they liked and not only 
eat what I like. You get your own. You like the cookies that I like. Okay, get your own. And that's your snack for the week until we go back to the grocery store. Um, and even when I got government assistance and we would go to the grocery store like every two weeks because that's how I would divide my uh, food stamps, I still made sure that I brought something that the kids like and I had my own stuff. And in that schedule, they knew, hey, you got 10 oatmeal pies, so you want one a week or how you want to do it. We made sure that everybody had a say-so how certain things were done. It wasn't just me because I'm the mama. No, you want one apple pie, that's like a schedule. We're scheduling one apple pie this week. And then you come back, all oh, my apple pies. Now, remember, when we did our lunch, dinner, menu schedule, this is what we put on there. So this is your apple pie and how it went. And they were able to be accountable for how they ate, what they ate, and how much of it. And it wasn't just on me. But my kids didn't really do a lot of sweets. They did more fruits and vegetables and stuff. And chips and stuff will go bad in my house. Cookies. Yeah, they like cookies. But everything else, they didn't really like a lot of sweets. They weren't real big on them. Um, salads, they ate every day. They felt like they could. Um, but I made sure that my kids had a lot of fruit and vegetables instead of a lot of sweets just to give them why they were for snacks like for for me you're gonna get some cheeses some goldfish um and i will buy like applesauce and stuff like that as a snack not just chips and a lot of sugar because i know that kids diets are very important so i love to make sure that i cut off sugar by five o'clock so on that ride home from daycare because everybody know a kid is starving on their way home from daycare you want to make sure that you are putting up um putting out good snacks you want them to have like some cheese it's something that doesn't have a lot of sugar in it because you know that bedtime is coming soon and with that you don't want them to be only on this sugar high from six to nine and you know the bedtime is at seven eight o'clock but you gave them two bags of um uh, with some little gummy things in the car and they packed with sugar with a capri sun or something else they got a lot of sugar in it with a bag of chips but you want them to be in the bed by seven or eight and they on the sugar high and you're wondering why is my schedule not working we have to make sure that we are changing their eating habits when it's time to calm down for the day. You don't want a lot of sugary stuff after five o'clock and they have to go to sleep. Limit that juice. Um, limit all of the gummies and hot chips and all of that stuff. Limit that to only the weekend. You want them to have it? I'm not going to tell you what to feed your kids because I don't put in on it. But limit all of that sugar stuff to the weekend. During the week, make sure that you're giving water, um, a sugar-free juice, something that's 100% juice and doesn't have a lot of added sugar. So they can have something different with dinner, but at the same time, they're not on this stupid sugar high. Uh, limit that candy intake in the afternoon. You don't want them on all this sugar and you're trying to stick to a schedule. Your schedule should be two or three snacks during the day, especially if they're home on the weekend or if you homeschool. You want to make sure you have a regular schedule for everything. Hey, my nanny schedule is so detailed that if it change, if 
if the parents did something that I had to change my schedule, it would throw me off because I'm a stickler for a schedule. And one thing that I learned that it will always bother me when my parents would change something that I had to do with the kids, not because I didn't want the parents to do it, but because I didn't have control anymore. And I loved having control of my day. So if the parents want to do something different, it took me out of having control and it would bother me. And I had to get over myself real fast on that one. <laughs> these, these folks, kids, if they don't want to do that, they ain't got to, girl, shut up. And that's what I used to have to tell myself. <laughs> But when we are doing schedules, even if we're co-parenting and we're doing schedules, we're making sure that both parents have the schedule. So dad knows on Thursday, there's no reason to plan an activity with him and the kids because they have piano lessons or they have swim lessons or, you know, your son has karate that day. You can plan to come to that appointment that they have, but don't make anything extra and then try to turn around and make the other parent the bad guy. Because I tried to get you, but you know, so-and-so has said that you had this going on. So I guess maybe next time, no, hey, this is on the schedule. These are the days that the child is able to do whatever activities you want them to do with you. But these days, they have X, Y, Z. Do I believe in kids doing extracurricular activities or whatever? Yes. My babies that I've nannied for probably about six months, we started swim class. Um, about eight, nine months, we started gymnastics, like tumbling classes. Um, we would do story time twice a week at Barnes & Noble's. That was a schedule activity. Um, children's museum, go to an aquarium. I wanted them to be able to go out in public and enjoy themselves without acting a fool, like don't nobody take them nowhere. So I always made sure to schedule the kids to do stuff because they get tired of just sitting in the house looking at TV. They want to get out and enjoy life too. Um, so around six months, I started doing more outside activity with them and I made sure to keep the parents in on my schedule. Hey, this is what we have scheduled for this week. These are the new foods we have. Like I am very big on making a schedule for everything. Even if you are giving your child a new food, please schedule it a week apart. Oh, this week we're going to try sweet potatoes. Next week we're going to try this. And even if they do good, just in case they have an allergic reaction to it, you can pull that off because you remember last week, you guys had sweet potatoes. So you actually see how it does in their system instead of trying, oh, they did good today. Let's try something else tomorrow. No, give it at least two or three days of them eating it to see if they have a reaction. And with a schedule, you're making sure that you're not giving three, four different things in one week. You're planning out. It's all about planning it. That's it. You're making sure that everything is together. Okay, well, we're going to try this. Even if your schedule changes, you still have something that you are trying to get done. Oh, we didn't get a chance to eat lunch on time because something else came up. That's okay. You can try again to get the schedule because you, your idea is to help the child and teach the child about time and being prompt and responsibilities you're teaching them things change okay we have this schedule at this time we have this going on so the child understands okay when the clock is like i have my parents 
draw a clock on the kids, um, not draw a color, a clock and put it on the kids wall. So the kids understand time. I think I have a picture of this on my IG, but you know, the green areas when they can come out, the yellow area is, you know, when it's time for a nap or something or bedtime, any color that you want, but it teaches the kid time and scheduling. That's what the biggest thing is, the schedule. We want to make sure that we're giving the child a schedule or something to look forward to. That way, everybody is on the same page, truthfully. That's it. So when you got this two-week-old, you trying to put on a full schedule? Mm -mm, Mm-mm, mm-mm. They just got here. They don't even know what's going on yet fully they still trying to find out who you are why am i here and what is this stuff i keep seeing give them some time it takes a few weeks to get a schedule don't think that it's gonna happen overnight some parents it actually does happen fast but some of my parents have been trying to do a sleep schedule (laughs) for months and all it takes is the kid finding out who the weakest parent is. And then after that, you messed up because they're going to be like, mm, I know if I cry hard enough, my daddy going to sneak in here and get me. Mm-hmm. And my mama ain't going to know because she's going to be in her sleep. Mm-hmm. And then you wondering why the kid always want to be in the room with y'all. Because y'all be uh, letting them in. Oh, we can just sleep in here for one night. That's it. No, stay to that schedule. Stay to that plan. Hey, we're going in your room. We're doing self-soothing. Whatever you decide to do, even if you decide to come in every 10 minutes to check on the child and just rub their back so they know that you're not, they're not alone, just don't pick them up out the crib. Even they stand up and they're trying to get up, say, no, it's time to go to sleep. Reiterate what you're trying to get done so they can know the schedule. They can understand, oh, they'll come in here and stay with me to let me know I'm okay, but I still got to go to sleep. It takes time. This is new to them. They are learning this. So you might have to do the same routine for a few weeks. But once they get that schedule, oh, it don't matter where you at. I got a client right now at eight o'clock anywhere. Her child is going to sleep. They were at an event at a party. Eight o'clock, he will sleep on a bench. For and and let me see, they made it home, changed his clothes, put him back in the bed, and he didn't budge. That's what a good schedule does. A good schedule has that child so used to being in the bed sleep that they don't care. And he's a year. They've been working on his schedule since he was six months. So it takes time, parents. Please be consistent. Don't be so hard on yourself. Give yourself time. Help each other out. Don't try to be super parent, super mom. I can do it by myself. No. Ask for help. Get that help. And if you don't have anybody around you that can help you and you're doing all of this by yourself, you might have to take some time and hire some help. Find you a service that can find you a night nanny. But don't try to do all of it by yourself. It's okay to get help. It's okay to ask for help. You do not have to do this alone. It doesn't make you a weak person to ask for help or if your child doesn't get the schedule the first few weeks. It is okay. Every child is different. Give it some time. Be consistent with it. And you got this, okay?
Thank you again for listening to Ask Nanny Q.